Decision Canada. Um, yeah, when we talk about uh, the issues that are affecting Canadians right now, COVID is at the top of the list, right? It always has been. Although when, when we talk to Canadians and the pollsters do and they find out what's important as we head into this election campaign, um, COVID has slipped down. It used to be the number one priority for a long time for obvious reasons. Now it's not quite as high, but that might be changing a bit because uh, if you've been paying attention, you've heard doctors recently talking about a fourth wave. We're entering a fourth wave. Here it comes again. Some doctors have gone so far as to say the fourth wave uh, could be the worst one yet. And I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around that when we've got uh, such a large percentage of the population vaccinated. But uh, we haven't talked about cases on this show in some time because, um, frankly, I don't know if the cases matter that much. If you're vaccinated, the case count, you can still get COVID, but you shouldn't end up being very sick. So what I've been more interested in is the hospitalizations, the severe outcomes. And unfortunately, here in Alberta, we are seeing those numbers tick up once again. Um, I don't know if we're at the crisis levels we were before, but certainly the trends are heading in the wrong direction. So I figured probably a good time to get an update from the front lines. And um, when we do that, we rely on Dr. Shazma Mathani, who is an ER doctor at the Royal Alec in Edmonton. Uh, and she joins us now. Uh, Doc, always appreciate you taking a few minutes for us. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me today. Just give us an update. What are you seeing? I mean, in terms of COVID cases, we know they rise, we know they fall. Where are we at right now in terms of what you're seeing in the uh, emergency department? Well, I mean, as you were just saying, we are in a fourth wave. Um, We are in exponential growth right now. uh, And we're certainly seeing a reflection of that, not only in the case numbers, but also in what's coming in the hospital. So um, I would say over the last two to three weeks, um, I've definitely noticed an increase in the number of patients who are coming in uh, with respiratory symptoms that end up having COVID, and definitely also an increase in people who have who are having to be admitted to hospital into ICU. And there is that straight line, right? I mean, we we talk about people being vaccinated, so case counts aren't nearly as important as maybe they once were. But still, we know with an increase in cases, ultimately a certain percentage of them will end up in hospital. I mean, that 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 straight line is there. It may be a little different, but it's still the way that this goes from one thing to the next. Absolutely. So, I mean, as you mentioned, it's it's so, so important to get vaccinated for multiple reasons. I mean, if you do end up getting COVID, the likelihood of you having a milder illness is is, is much better, right? You're likely going to have very few, if any, symptoms. Um, and so, all, all, you know, really important to get vaccinated to protect yourself and others. But anytime somebody gets COVID, there, there is always a risk sure. of, of a severe outcome, right? And so um, much higher in the unvaccinated, but not impossible in the partially or fully vaccinated population. We're certainly seeing a reflection of that in hospitals. Yeah, exactly. I think the latest numbers from the province, 85% in hospital, not fully vaccinated, 95% in ICU, not vaccinated. So, you know, 15% of people who, who are in hospital are vaccinated. And I don't think that's a surprise, right? Because we knew the vaccines are not 100%. They're great. 85% is awesome, but it's not Mm -hmm. 100. And it's not 100, and especially with Delta, right? And so that's kind of every time the virus mutates, it, um, you know, becomes more virulent in the sense that it's more infectious and can have more severe outcomes. and, and, And the vaccine is a little bit less effective against it, right? And so the concern, of course, with with no, uh, really no, meaningful public health restrictions in place right now or we let COVID just spread um, at its will. Yeah. Uh, every time the virus replicates, uh, there's a risk of another mutation there where we might, where there might be a variant that develops, right? And so that's the concern. It's not just about, 
you know, case numbers and maybe not so bad outcomes is we don't want an even worse variant than Delta. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Okay. So as we've said, fourth wave here, Um, you went through the first wave, you went through the second wave, you went through the third wave. (laughs) Contrast them for us. Is it different now that we've reached this high level of vaccination in terms of the kinds of patients you're seeing? Is it a different age group? Um, is Are they presenting in different ways? Or is this just basically the same thing that we saw the first three times? It is different uh, in a few ways. And so, um, you know, just in terms of the case numbers alone, they're certainly climbing a lot more quickly, probably for, for multiple reasons. I mean, the transmissibility is one thing, but also just that there are no real um, public health restrictions in place right now, right? And so there's that. Uh, in terms of what we're seeing in hospital, like certainly it's different in, in that um, most of the people that I'm seeing that are swabbing positive for COVID are unvaccinated um, or partially vaccinated. Uh, and so definitely a, a different scenario, definitely seeing younger people who are needing to come in the hospital um, because that is certainly the largest largest group that um, has a big proportion of unvaccinated yeah. in that group. And so, yeah, the demographic has certainly changed more towards the unvaccinated. And, and unfortunately, because young people are um, not getting vaccinated as readily, we're seeing a lot more uh, people under the age of 40 coming in. Um, what about kids? I know we're heading back to school here and a lot of people are wondering, you know, what are we going to do in terms of masking? What are we going to do in terms of all these sorts of things? Because under 12, you can't be vaccinated, so you don't have an opportunity to use that safeguard. Are you seeing more kids? Because, I mean, like I said, they can't be vaccinated. So are they sort of moving to the front of the line in terms of people that are getting infected more often? Well, certainly anecdotally, when I, you know, when I work in the pediatric emergency, I'm seeing much more positive cases. Thankfully, you know, so far it's been relatively mild illness, but school hasn't started yet, right? And so for the most part, um, people are still outdoors right now. They're not uh, indoors uh, and certainly not indoors for hours and hours a day in school. Um, And so I'm very, very concerned about what, um, you know, early September is going to look like in terms of school reopening. Thankfully, some of the big public school boards uh, in Alberta have instituted restrictions on or measures on their own. Um, it is certainly disappointing to see that the province didn't put those those measures in place for the safety of every single student in the province. Um, and then, of course, you know we know from the United States that uh, that Delta affects children in more severe ways, mm-hmm. right? And so the more cases we see, it's just like we were saying before, the more cases we see, the more severe outcomes we'll see. And that's going to happen across all age groups, including kids, unfortunately. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, just help me explain this to me as a medical professional. When we're talking about entering a fourth wave, it's hard for me to understand how it can be a fourth wave, like the third wave, the second wave, and the first wave, when 77% of Albertans and over 80% of Canadians are vaccinated like um i understand there's still going to be cases because there are the unvaccinated and there are breakthrough infections and things like that but it just seems to me rationally the numbers should be much 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 lower yeah so um they should be if you just look at the 70 percent on its own right but you have to remember that's an average of the entire province and so there are still some parts of the province that are 20 percent right, yeah vaccinated and so you're, we're going to see uh, like and so we've, we've seen this in medicine hat for example with low vaccination rates and and a big outbreak at their hospital for example or in the north zone lots of outbreaks and lots of cases up in the north zone um in fact the positivity rate up in, up in the north zone i was looking the other day is like close to 20 percent um 
So these large pockets with, within the province that have relatively uh, very low vaccination rates are driving up those numbers for sure. Um, and then also we have to remember that, uh, yes, 70% is good, but that's 70%, 70-75% of eligible people. Yes, so there's yes. that whole... Um, you know, 600, over 600,000 people under the age of 12 who are unvaccinated. So if we look at the entire population, it's closer to like 60, 65 that are fully vaccinated. So that number just simply isn't high enough. And with Delta as well, we know um, that it is, it's a worse form of the virus essentially, right? And so um, it's just, it's causing more cases and more more hospitalizations just because it's, it's a more severe strain of the virus. Uh, in terms of this fourth wave um, and the impact on the healthcare system, and, you know, we saw crisis levels with the second and the third, uh, where are we at in terms of, you know, beds and ICU capacity and all those sorts of things that really became an issue for the second and the third wave? Are we, are we nearing those levels or is there still some room to move here? It's a bit different this time because... Um, Although we may not have as many patients in hospital as the third wave, for example, that wave was particularly bad in hospitals um, right now, yet uh, right. the staffing situation is much different during this fourth wave. And so we're now coming out of, you know, 18, more than 18 months of going through this, um, where people are very burnt out. Um, you know, staffing, staffing levels are certainly reaching crisis. Uh, crisis levels right now and so um, again you know I've always said a bed is not a bed without the people that make the bed right and so yes there might be physical beds yes there might be physical space but when we're short on nurses short on doctors short on other frontline healthcare workers I think it's going to become problematic um, and at a critical level much more quickly during this fourth wave just simply because of human resources um, not being as available. Dr. Mathani I appreciate the update Uh, always great information thanks so much for joining us today. You bet. Thanks for having me. That is Dr. Shazma Mathani, who is an emergency room physician at um, the busiest uh, ER in the province and one of the busiest in the country, the Royal Alec, uh, in downtown Edmonton.